0: Welcome to Queerly Recommended, the podcast where we recommend queer films, books, TV shows, and more. I'm Chris Bryant, a contemporary romance writer for Bold Strokes Books, and this week I'm recommending a reality show. And I'm Tara Scott. I review sapphic fiction at the Lesbian Review and Smart Pitches Trashy Books. And this week, I'm recommending a holiday romance oh, novella because it's still that season. It is. Although weirdly, there really haven't been that many films this year, have there? I mean, uh, que- I'm, queer I'm ones. dying. Sorry, queer I'm ones. dying. Yes. And I don't know if it's because the writer's strike or just everybody just walked away from LGBTQ queer movies. I don't know. But it wow. is slim pickings out there. Trust me i know writers write us some movies get on it (laughs) or take or yeah take some of our christmas books and like put them into movies (gasps) could you imagine tinsel as a movie oh my god that'd be so cute it was my life (laughs) yeah tinsel was fun Uh, yeah or even like um yeah there's so many out there but any of the other ones but we're naming yours today (laughs) thank you yes tinsel tinsel (laughs) <laughs> if you haven't, Which if you haven't read and you're looking for a really cute, really quick novella, I really love that one. I think it was actually one of your last things that I reviewed before we started working together on the podcast. <laughs> and I had to stop reviewing your books because we became friends and colleagues. Yay. Yeah. And that book, it's funny because most people ask, most readers ask if uh, my characters in real life or my characters reflect people in my real life. And the answer is always no, except for Tinsel. It's full of all my writer friends. Oh, my God. Yeah. I love that so much. Yeah. So as always, we just want to take a minute. Thank you, everyone who supports the show through coffee with our newsletter. Links to both are in the show notes. Thank you for the folks leaving reviews and ratings on the podcast apps. And if you have a friend who's looking for more queer entertainment, You know this is the place for it, so please tell them about the show. Yes. Hey, guess what? What? Clearly Recommended is Turning 3! Yay! I can't believe that. Three years old. We're babies. No, We're toddlers. (laughs) It feels like we just started it. It does. But also, we've been doing it for three whole years. Yes. It's so funny because I was talking to a couple of friends the other night, and they're like, Do you remember in episode 71 where you said, blah, 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 what? No, I don't remember that episode 71. Oh yeah. November 12th. When you did, I was like, wow. Like, I can't believe that we've been doing it that long. I know. That's amazing. It's been pretty, I know it's been pretty incredible. And just hearing from some of the people that so many people have appreciated whether it's the movies or the films Mm -hmm. or the games, all the stuff that it's been so good and getting, you know, even sometimes getting tagged on social media, like, hey, have you read this? Or, hey, have you seen this? Because I think you'd really like it. So it's just thank you to the folks, whether you joined us at the beginning or you have joined us more recently. We so appreciate you. Yeah. And uh, here's something, something we should talk about. Like, okay. what recommendations? What am I saying? What am I saying? <laughs> so, <laughs> My, what? So, what?
1: So, we want to hear- have you really
0: enjoyed. Yes. That's okay. it. Let's start that over. Let's start so, it over. We want to hear from all of you, though, because we've been doing this for three years. Which of the recommendations have you loved? What did we get right? Or what have you been checking out in the last few years that you recommend and think people need to know about? Let us know. Yeah, let us know and just email us at podcast at Queerly Recommended uh, or just comment on on any of our socials and let us know uh, your thoughts. Chris, I hear you have some pretty exciting news. I do. I do. I have a book baby. Another Yay! one. Look at all these babies. You keep having it. <laughs> I, know. I know. I have Dreamer that's coming out January 1st. So, so what? just in a couple of weeks. Okay. So Chris, what's this book about? So this book is Dreamer and it's about a veterinarian who has car troubles and she coasts into this little tiny town called Ladybug Junction. See, there's a little ladybug on the cover. Uh Yes. So coasts into the town and a librarian helps her. Ooh. Yeah, just kind of gets her hooked up with some Wi-Fi so she can make some calls and get help. And she ends up staying the weekend in this little town. And, um, a and a romance and a romance ensues yes and there's you know there's love there's romance there's kissing there's making out there's heat because there's always heat always it's a chris bryant book that is a chris bryant, bryant book and there is always heat on the page and yeah so that is out january 1st i believe that the right now it's on the review sites uh, available for review and i think i don't know when the general release is maybe january 12th but it's on the bold strokes books website on january 1st oh yeah well i texted you this but i think people who are listening should know here's the thing about me when it comes to book covers i'm kind of a mm-hmm. hard marker i've done a <laughs> yes. lot of compl- i've done a lot of complaining <laughs> about book covers over the years both on other podcasts and in reviews i've perhaps dm sometimes about covers but this one i saw you post it on facebook mm-hmm. and i thought it was so cute that i that i sent you a text specifically to say how much i right. love this and cover. tara is very honest with me on uh book covers she'll tell me which ones she likes of mine and which one she doesn't so the story behind this book cover is that deb always designs my covers and I needed her to design one for a previous book and Mm -hmm. it didn't really fit and i saw it and i thought well that's kind of cute maybe there's a small town romance Mm -hmm. uh, story that i could write Mm -hmm. so it inspired me to write dreamer i love this and i don't know if i've heard before of a cover being designed first i know and and then whole book yeah (laughs) So, I think that's beautiful. And, yeah, I'm excited about it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about it, too. Oh, and here's another cute story that I wanted to tell you and share mm-hmm. with everyone. So today, I went to World Market because okay. I had to pick up some beer. Not for me. It was for a we have our Christmas party. Uh, I mean, on you Friday. can. You are a grown right. Up. You are. I not. am a grown up. I just, I'm not a beer drinker at all. I've never oh. have been. Yeah. And I, so I'm, I'm making this huge basket for one of my friends. She also grew up in Germany, so I got a bunch of German beer, and then I got mm-hmm. the, the World Market has this uh, like a twelve pack of uh, beers around the world. I so I, I got that, and so I have like, I don't know, thirty beers in this giant basket. I wrapped each one and. Anyway, right. so I was doing that today. And so I was uh, when I was checking out, the person who checked me out had a bunch of, like, rainbow uh, pins on and stuff like that. And I was like, mm-hmm. hi. Hi, hey, fam. <laughs> hey, I know. Hi, family. Do you like to read? And, like, in Missouri, like, here, here's what happens when you ask somebody if they want to read, if they like to mm-hmm. read. They're going to assume you're either some religious fanatic person who wants to <laughs> hand you a pamphlet or that you're a queer writer and you write, you know, sapphic romance. Mm -hmm, So, mm -hmm. and this, so this is super cute. So I told her, I said, well, if you like to read, look me up. You know, I'm Chris Bryant. You can find me on Amazon. You can find me at my, my publisher's website. Mm -hmm. Um, So she's like, okay, sure. I'll do that. And I'm thinking, well, that was cute. It was a nice conversation, you know, because, you know, you never know, like, and she was fairly young. So I just said, well, Okay so i leave i take the cart because all that beer i need a cart so i take the cart to my car and i unload it and i bring the cart back in and she's waiting for me and she's like is this you and i'm like yes yeah she pulled me up on amazon oh my goodness yeah and it was adorable and i said well if you want a recommendation you know i'm gonna say go ahead and and read temptation first oh yeah that's actually that's exactly what i was thinking too (laughs) it's like (sighs) Because I think for me, like with book recommendations, I tend to like say, okay, what tropes do you like? What, but right. like <laughs> if you just have to go fast and pick one, that's definitely the one, right? So, and of course, I, I'm, I'm assuming. I mean, I, could be they. I don't know. I just assume mm-hmm. she. But just absolutely adorable, and I hope that I hear from her.
1: They, Yay! Them.
0: Yes, you got a so, new fan. Maybe at least like the whole thing was just such a cute experience. I thought. What a great day to look like total dog shit and go pick up some (laughs) beer, you know? (laughs) My Uh Uh I had I was oh I did wear jeans. I was like, was I even out of my pajamas today? Yes, I did put on some jeans and I had a like a chief's hoodie and I just looked I still looked wrecked, but anyway. That's just December. I think that's just like (laughs) white knuckling into the holiday. I'm just trying. I've got a dog that has a Mm -hmm. UTI and it's just It has been a nightmare for five days. So, yeah, yeah. poor Molly. I know. So, that is new in my life. What is going on with you? What's new? Okay. So, I almost thought about saying I'm going on a trip last time, but then I thought the last time I did that, I got sick and did not go on a trip. So, why build anticipation for something when I could just or jinx yourself? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's like, do I think jinxing is actually real? No, but. Do I also have a stupid monkey brain with pattern recognition? Yes. (laughs) And so I went to Toronto last week. I had an amazing time. So I'm incredibly fortunate to be at a company that has a very generous professional development budget. And it even, you know, continued to have one despite all the economic challenges that companies are having. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you, employer my boss who also lives in the same city as me, we were sort of trying to figure out what should we all do the individual, you know, the different team members, there's three of us for professional development. What kind of training should we get? What should we do? And I said, what if we went and took this one course in Toronto? Because our other colleague is there, our headquarters is there. So we have a lot of colleagues there. I thought, like, let's make this kind of a two for one so that we can get the professional development, but also we can like, actually have our team together for the first time in person ever and get to meet some of our colleagues and of course you know as like I said I like doing two for one what if it's a three for one and what if I stay with my friends Amanda and Tanya so Yay. I also get to spend time with my found family wow that's a three for it was a three for it was such an amazing week mm-hmm. Amanda and Tanya are foodies, and tanya especially when it comes to like asian food is like total total foodie so they took me for taiwanese hot pot i'm gonna be thinking about that soup for the next five years like <laughs> for sure it was so freaking good we went for an incredible sushi at uh this place called flame in in toronto cool. if you ever have the chance definitely go and then i went to a great italian restaurant with some of my colleagues and then some some of my other colleagues also came in the next day so i got to work with them in the office i've never worked in person with any of my coworkers. Oh, i have like wow. we've done little like local get together so it's like yeah we'll get together for like a few hours on a work day maybe but this was my first full day wow working with colleagues and some of them drove two hours to see me so i oh. felt so loved you were the star i was the star and i'm a You're leo so i'm into it <laughs> lean into it (laughs) i did and then on the last day unfortunately amanda was sick so she couldn't come with us but tanya took me and uh their friend priscilla who's also a friend of the podcast to toronto's queer market which was so 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 amazing so it was actually split up in into two locations so there was one that was fairly close to their condo and then there's another one at the queer community center, like kind of in the gay district, which also, holy shit, queer community center, if only Calgary could never, or <laughs> hopefully it will eventually, but it's not there yet. Got so much stuff, got a whole bunch of stocking stuffers for my kids, oh, nice. got some things for myself. Yeah. You sent me um, a picture. Where, where were you when you sent me that picture? Like what? So they had a live drag show in the mm-hmm. middle of it and I got. so excited about one of them in particular because they were talking about like the credits for this queen and I was like "Holy (laughs) shit because it turned out it's the drag queen from the Christmas setup (laughs) which you recommended I think last year it was either last I think so yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so that's the one where Fran Drescher plays the mother of one of these two sweet Mm -hmm. lovely boys And uh, yeah, so the drag queen from that was there. I tipped my first drag queen. That is the drag queen that I tipped. Nice. Um, (laughs) It was just so fun and so wonderful. I've never been in a space with so many queer people before. And I don't think I understood how good it would feel until I was there. Mm. It was just like, there's boys, there's girls, there's they, thems, there were trans people. And just... And nothing but like love and Aww. also just all these independent queer crafters and makers selling their things. It was just a really special, wonderful time. And amazing. I'm so glad I got to go. And again, so grateful for a company with a great professional development budget so I could be with my found family. Meet up with my coworkers and also get some really solid information that I was able to take back and even start using at work today. Wow, it's fast, right? Like, it was really, I'm not going to get into what I do for my job (laughs) and what I'm doing (laughs) with that information, but yeah, it's really nice to be able to implement some information like immediately. Um, so it really feels like it was just a valuable week all around. Yay, that's me. Mm. So, Chris, what have you been reading or watching? Okay, so I watched Leave the World Behind, you know, because I am into apocalyptic type shows. And anything that is sort of apocalyptic, I'm going to watch. What is it? Because I don't think I've even heard of it. So it is the new Julia Roberts movie on Netflix. Mm. I know, you're looking at me like, what? Okay, so. I've seen her. What was it? Oh, she was on Andy Cohen's show. And I was like, what is Julia Roberts doing on this talk show? Oh, she's promoting stuff. She's just like actors her. do. Yeah, that's what they do. So, you know, I'm I'm watching this film and I'm like, was this film during COVID? Because there's like a total of 10 people in the whole movie, I think, roughly. Whoa. If that, if even yeah. 10 people. You know, it left a lot of, I had a good conversation with one of my friends after the the movie about this because she watched it like a couple days after I did. And mm-hmm. I had I had questions, I had feelings. It was more or less an acting show, you know? What does that mean? Oh, do you mean it was like more of it a was, character-driven show? Yeah, yes. It was more character-driven. Okay. I mean, there was a massive plot, but and it has a super big cast, but it just left me feeling empty. I didn't get what I needed from it. Oh, I wanted no. more, but that's okay. I mean, it, it makes for a lot to talk about. It leaves mm-hmm. you with a lot of, of conversations you can have with people who watched it as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I had feelings, but um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but really, I've been watching Christmas movies because I love them. Wonderful. I started off watching Elf, which I always recommend every season because Elf is hilarious and I just love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it kind of gets the the spirit juices flowing, you know, for for getting in the mood for Christmas. It's so that's so always on good. i know and i decorate my tree and i do all that but i watch stuff again <laughs> i watched it a couple times during the season <laughs> i mean i feel like it's one of those you you can absolutely do that because it's also you sure just, you just throw it on in the background yes yes exactly mm-hmm. i did find one new christmas movie it's not queer but it was actually really really good i say really really mm-hmm. good i mean it's really cute it was a cute movie mm-hmm. it's um it's called Candy Cane Lane with Eddie Murphy. So, How did yeah, I know that one. I can't remember if it was on Prime or if it's on Netflix. It might be Prime. I don't mm-hmm. know. But anyway, I liked it. It was good. It kept me it kept my interest the whole time. Because it was a new one, it wasn't one of those comfort, you know, watches. Mm-hmm. Um so I was able to like stay my attention was held the whole time. So, that was good for for a Christmas movie, a new Christmas nice. movie. Nice. And I think I'm going to call this a Christmas movie, sort of. I think so. Uh, my friend Anna Hartnett was in town for a mm-hmm. quick weekend getaway, and we watched while you were sleeping. She had never seen it, and oh. so so while you were sleeping kind of takes place like on like Christmas Eve or Christmas Day or somewhere around the holidays, yeah. and it ends you know after the New Year. So yeah, so I love that movie. I will watch it every time it's on, and there was such chatter about it uh, mm-hmm. when you know we brought it up that we we were watching it everybody online was you know ch- you know kind of chirping in and saying what they thought about it and the consensus is that everybody loves it and still kind of held you know it's it's an older movie i think it's almost 20 years old oh it must be yeah that one does largely hold up doesn't it yeah it really does i mean there's a couple things that are questionable but i think it's it's i think it's, it's still within like the realm <laughs> Right. It's not like that, <laughs> which, uh, yeah, did not hold Love. up at all. Nope. Yes. And then, so today I started mm. a show, which might actually become an official recommendation if I'm, when I finish it. Cause so Ooh. far I like it. I'm on, I think episode two, it's called obliterated and that's on Netflix. So okay. anyway, so we'll see if that becomes an official recommendation. It's kind of like, um, it's like the hangover type but it's with government agency, like spies type people. It's, I know. Like the, like the movie, The Hangover? <laughs> yeah, like the movie, The Hangover. Oh my God. So it kind of starts off like all these, like the best of the best is spies and military mm-hmm. people. They are picked to to stop this terrorist attack or terrorist, whoever this person mm-hmm. is. And so they think they nailed it. They think they caught him and they're in Vegas when all this goes down. So they're like, We're off the clock, let's party. So they do like massive amounts of drugs and alcohol. And then it turns out (laughs) that they it was a decoy. So they had to go back to work. And they're all like toast. Oh and they're trying to pretend that they're not like inebriated or anything. And uh that part's pretty funny. So I'm at that part right now. Oh, you're looking it up. (laughs) While yeah, that's the I don't know if people know, but while We have an outline that's usually up and I'm sharing my screen, but this sounded so funny that I just immediately (laughs) open a new tab, go to Netflix, add it to my list. Yeah. So, and there are, and out of the group, there are two, uh, two queer people. And yeah, so it's like a, like the, the main group, I think is like five or six, it's six people. And out of the Mm -hmm. six people too are gay. And here's the thing. So I don't know where I saw it or, or how Mm -hmm. i saw it but uh, oh i was looking at the cast and of course there were a lot of like one-star reviews and i'm like Mm -hmm. oh it's got to be gay people that's you know it's got to be like yeah so if there's a lot of one stars it's because there are queer queer people in this thing and sure enough that's what it was what a fucking world we live in doesn't have to make everything gay (laughs) bunch of pp i know sorry sorry we exist sorry (laughs) although i do kind of love the idea of like Ooh, look at all the one stars. Yay, there's gay people in it. Let's go exactly. Watch. It's so much easier to find something to watch that way than to actually like Google search queer mm-hmm. for movies, LGBTQ. Yeah. I mean, doing all that, this is so much easier just to go to that Google or Rotten Tomatoes and just look for one stars. Oh yeah, there. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> so that is what I have been watching. What about you? What have you been watching slash reading slash playing? Cause you do oh it all. Oh my goodness. Okay. I have like something from all of our category, maybe oh, not all, them, but like most of them. Okay. So watching. So there's a new season of great hey. Canadian baking show that ended within the last month Aww. or two. I like to wait until I don't feel very well because mm. it is the perfect show for when you feel crummy. I was feeling crummy earlier this week, so i got started with it it's so cute one of the contestants is gay maybe more i don't know it's hard to tell but Mm -hmm. it just continues to deliver i think i've talked about it a little bit before but like when it first started dan levy was one of the hosts and so he (laughs) and his co-host they hosted it for two years quite good the third year they had these two women from the show baroness von sketch fucking love 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 that show all female um sketch comedy Hmm. they were not the right choices for hosting oh that's too bad but after that so seasons four onward and we're on the seventh season now have been hosted by ann pornell and alan shane who are from second city toronto so they're both improv people oh cool And their chemistry is so good. And the judges have been consistent, I think, since the same time, because I think one of the judges swapped out. And the chemistry between those four Mm -hmm. is just magic. And the relationships that they build with the contestants is just magic. And I think it's the first time I've ever seen this, but one of the judges actually started to cry when she ate something because oh, it wow. tasted exactly like her mother's. And it was just so special. And you see all these people in the tent wiping their <laughs> eyes. And I was just like, oh, I love this show. This is why I love this show. So that oh. has been amazing. For video games, we've started playing Baldur's Gate 3. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of Baldur's Gate? No been around forever and ever and ever it's like dungeons and dragons adjacent i guess is probably the fastest way for me to explain okay a whole bunch of nerds who listen to this just got mad at me because that's a terrible way to explain it but (laughs) i don't know enough about the history of baldur's gate what i do know is that when i rolled up my new character i have no idea what this game is even about i don't know what the story is doesn't matter because i'm going to tell you about the part that i think is exciting and you might find interesting when you create a character, yes, you can grab a pre-built character, or you can create your own, and they can be any gender, and you can customize everything. So you can choose their gender, including non-binary.
1: Nice. You
0: can you can create trans characters because you can even customize their genitals, so that you can have a gender as one thing and a genitals as any other thing. Wow! Um, you can have and you can have heterochromia uh which is two different colored eyes oh okay you Mm -hmm. can have i'm probably going to pronounce this badly in which case if i do i apologize but you can have vitiligo which is it's it's some kind of a a skin condition where like some of it might look like a different kind of like patchy hmm, or something i apologize if if i described that badly as well what Um, did you call it vitiligo Okay. I don't know. There's definitely, like, there's models that that have had it. Like, I've known some people that have had Mm -hmm. it. And you can really just do sort of anything with it. And Mm -hmm. so I rolled a bard, a half-elf bard last night. And I was kind of... Sometimes I like to start by letting it randomize how a character will look. Mm -hmm. And then maybe I'll go and tweak some things. And it made the gayest possible <laughs> looking Bart. it was so amazing with like cotton candy blue hair and one blue <laughs> eye that matches and one pink eye and i was like fuck it this is who we are now this is it this is a Bart. it was beautiful so i'm looking forward to getting to know it more and see if i actually like it i don't think i had enough patience when i first started it kind of felt too hard and i was just mm-hmm. getting mad so i put it down and walked away Because it's good to put down games and walk away when they make you too mad. I finally have learned this. It only took however many years. We don't need to talk about how long it's taken. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I also played a video game over the last couple months called Sea of Stars. And I loved it. It's like, uh, it is a fantasy type game. I'm not going to get into too much of what it's about. But I will say for the gamers, and especially those who are the old school gamers, If you liked Chrono Trigger, which is like going way way like decades back, you Hmm. will like Sea of Stars. It's very highly influenced and you can just see it there in the game. And I think the thing that I didn't expect is how it really got me on the power of friendship. Um, There's a character in there who is not one of the two leads because you're sort of playing two leads at the same time. And their best friend to me is the mvp of that game i loved him so much he was so wonderful it was just it was really beautifully done mm. in terms of what i've been reading i read volumes two and three of Heartstopper. it continues to be great nice. um so i'm gonna be starting volume four probably today or tomorrow and then the last thing that i've been watching was bottoms which is It was a pretty big deal when it was released because it was like, what about a raunchy queer teen comedy for (laughs) girls? Um, I liked it. I don't think I loved it. And I think I've pinpointed the two reasons and what happened. But to back it up, the premise of this one is these two young queer girls, at least one is definitely lesbian. I think they're both lesbians, actually and they have crushes on a couple of other girls how can they get them let's start a fight club at school so they oh start so they start a fight club there's a lot more that happens i actually think it's a very good movie but i think i had too many people tell me that it was amazing and that it was oh, like the funniest movie i've seen in a long time yeah so i think my expectations were way too high mm. because it is funny But for me, it wasn't laugh out loud funny. And then the other thing is that I didn't know that it's like part of the tradition of 1980s high school movies. And I think if I'd known that, I probably would have liked it a lot more because there were just certain things happening. that's like, what the fuck? And so when I was talking to Neil about it afterwards, he's like, yeah, but it's supposed to be hearkening to like, Revenge of the Nerds and like some of those others. And I was like, oh, well, if I knew that go like if I knew that going in and if I hadn't had people tell me how amazing they thought it was, it would have been different. It would have been very different. It probably would have been an official recommendation. I think it's still it's very good. It's very smart. It's worth watching. But, you know, when I do an official recommendation, I typically want it to be something I can be quite enthusiastic about. And I just don't think that that's where I'm personally at with it. But I do think it's worth the time to check it out. Good to know.
1: know. Speaking
0: of official recommendations, Chris Bryant, what is yours this week? Okay, look, I really, really wanted to find a new queer Christmas movie. Right? That's what Mm -hmm. we talked about earlier. Mm -hmm. So one premiered on December 9th, which was just not too long ago. And I was like, okay, let's do this. And yeah. I even recorded it just in case I missed it, because Fridays are always so iffy with me. Mm-hmm. And the movie uh, is called Christmas on Cherry Lane. And it's Hallmark, and it's supposed to be lovely and cute and warm and fuzzy. And I could not finish it. I couldn't oh, finish it. No. I know. But kudos to Hallmark for making a queer movie. True. <laughs> yes. Um, totally There's like you. too many holes, not enough meat. Oh, right? I went there. Oh, no. <laughs> that was horrible. <laughs> it just it was so it was just too much. You know, it was mm-hmm. too much sweetness, too much sugar, too like it was like there's so many unbelievable things going on. And yeah. it's just I just didn't like it. It was just like there's you. a lady, like she has a baby on the living room couch and everything's perfect. There's nothing messy. It just, it's not, I just, yeah, I was out. I was just out on it and it really wasn't hundred percent queer. It was actually like, you know how they always have movies where there's like three couples and oh. one of the couples was queer. And so oh. I just, I was, I just, I can't even, I can't, I couldn't even rec- recommend it just as a, uh, what I've been watching. It was that wow. bad yeah okay. so so instead, I'm gonna recommend Squid Games The Challenge, which is a reality competition show based on the twenty twenty one Netflix uh, smash, I guess of the same name. Do you remember that when it came out? You watch it? Did you watch Oh, absolutely not. Okay. It, it was too bloody. All right. How <laughs> many people died? That's what I want to know. So here's the deal. In the original series, you know, people were selected because they like owed money to somebody. And participating in the uh, Squid Games would erase that debt. It would give them enough money to where they could pay their debt, and so that's, that's kind of how. So that's how they that's how they were selected in the original. That's kind of how. I don't think I knew that. It was one of those like I knew I just knew it was way too bloody, so I didn't look into it. I actually had no idea what the premise really? was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's all these people that they're they know they're going to get a lot of money. So yeah. so they all it has to be there can only be one. It's like Highlander like three people will get that oh yeah. you got that Highlander. Oh, yeah there can be only oh, one okay listen, yes <laughs> listen that first Highlander movie is one of yes. the best worst movies oh for in the sure world. For I sure. love it the soundtrack <laughs> is amazing it's just wonderful yes uh, you're gonna make me want to watch it again all this talk I'm gonna be like I mean, oh I have to watch it again <laughs> queen does the soundtrack there you go queerly recommending Yes, Islander. Okay, the first movie, <laughs> <laughs> the first one. Yeah, I don't know that the second. I don't know that the the the. No, I don't. Think no, we I don't did think more yeah. music. No, for it. I but... think they only did that one. No. Anyway, so basically, I think when you did this, when you signed up for Squid Games, you know, it's been a couple of years since I've seen it. So, and and the reality show is different. But when you signed up for it, you didn't realize you were going to die. Like, there was and- a 99% chance you were going to die. You yeah, just so knew everybody that- but the winner dies, right? I feel like right. it's been out for two years. You can yeah, see that. It's not a real story. Yeah. So it was a very dark series, and I could not stop myself from watching it. So so from this original dark series came a reality show where people, you know, they have to participate in similar challenges that were on the original Squid Games. So instead of dying, though, they just get shot with, like, a paint gun, and they have to fall. They have to pretend like they're okay. dying. So. <laughs> That part that's was stupid, <laughs> but I'm like stupid. I'm like, that's cute. No. So Better the prize. Well, that's true. That is true. <laughs> the prize is four and a half million. And holy so, shit. Right. Four and a half million. Like, right. Is that the most lucrative reality show? Maybe so. I think you might be right. Wow. That's that 4.56. So 4.56 million. So basically, anytime somebody dropped out, like, it was worth $10,000. They start with, Mm. they start with, with, like, four, no, they start with two million or something. And then every time Mm -hmm. people dropped out. So the final was four, four, five, six. Wow. Okay. That's huge. Yeah, it is. And so you're asking me, why am I recommending this, right? Because it's a reality show. Like, why would I recommend this? And Mm -hmm. because there are so many queer contestants on this and... Like Mm -hmm. two of the three finalists, I'm not going to ruin it, but I'm just going to say two out of the three are queer. That's amazing. That never happens. That never happens. No, I love that. Yeah. Here's the funny thing is the the queer people on the show, you know, of course they have like, everything ramps up for them, their social media, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And so I just happened to see, oh, that's what it was. I was Googling like, how many queer people are on this reality show? And then it shows like, it shows like who they are and then like their Instagram, they show like posts. And like, let me tell you, some of these guys, mm-hmm. like they are like ripped, like they're yeah. like draw. Oh, I was just yeah. like, oh, my goodness, like all the queer people need to watch this because like, <laughs> like it's just beautiful bodies. And they like are very proud and to, to show them off and everything. So it was kind mm-hmm. of it was kind of interesting to watch them. Because you don't know until they tell their story. You don't know who's queer, who isn't queer. And yeah. I just found it really interesting that like two of the three finalists are queer. So, so cool. Yeah. So and if you like squid games and if you like reality shows like I do and you like, you know, queer representation and seeing it on television, then for sure uh, squid games. So and it was, many... it's, it's 10 episodes. Super That's short. exactly what I was going to ask. I know. <laughs> I think I did it in a weekend and i had to wait for the finale because that was live Mm -hmm. like the finale was live but everything else though it's just and it's it's one of those where you don't have to pay attention like all the time because Mm -hmm. you can you know they they recap things a lot yeah and they had the cutest mother son couple on there and it was just adorable it made me miss my mom but it was just they were so cute And people were like, well, we have to we have to break them apart because they're too strong as a couple. You
1: Mm -hmm. know, they were trying
0: to think of like uh, how to survive or, you know, and and how to strategize to win. And they Mm -hmm. were just so sweet. The son was adorable. The mom was adorable. And they like kind of looked out for each other and they helped other people. And they were kind of like they weren't popular. They weren't within any clicks, you know, because it is a it is a social game, too kind of Alliance like all the other reality yes exactly but see that means nothing in the squid yeah. games it means nothing so it makes Amazing. no sense it was a lot of fun i enjoyed it uh it was entertaining i think because of the strike we didn't get a lot of christmas movies this year but i think next year we'll have like a whole lot of them holiday movies and i'm, I'm looking forward to it but for the last recommended is this the last recommendation of our year it is okay really what is today? Uh, today is December thirteenth, oh. so this will be posting on the nineteenth. So the next episode will be on oh, January so this is second. It. You all can I listen did not to know that you're on your second day of your hangovers from New <laughs> Year's Eve. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sad because we didn't. I didn't go into this knowing that. I'm so sad now. Oh no, I know. Get, you get excited for the next however many minutes it takes for me I to know. do my recommendation. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <Did you? laughs> so Tara, what's your official recommendation the final one of 2023 okay so like i said before it is a christmas novella i will say there are fewer christmas romances this year (laughs) than i'm used to i don't think bold strokes had one i don't bella didn't have one ilva did have one which i recommended last time uh yeah and Mm -hmm. and still recommend because it was great um there were a couple of indies Mm -hmm. But otherwise, there there weren't very many. So kind of like looking around and trying to figure out what's up. I started reading a book that seemed to be Christmas adjacent. I'm not going to talk about it now in case I end up finishing it Mm -hmm. and want to talk about it later. Mm -hmm. But. I was laying in bed one morning before my trip and, you know, checking my emails as one does. Right. And (laughs) as soon as we wake up. (laughs) Right. Exactly. I I have to see what's in my email. I cannot wait. (laughs) Fuck. Knock it off. No, I can't knock it off every day. This is what I do. But I saw Rosalind Sinclair's newsletter. She talked about this. That's how I found out about it. So it's called A Flight to Love and it's by Frankie Fire. Frankie. Yeah. Frankie is just adorable. Is she? Well, she's also a great writer because this is so cute. It's a second chance romance. Hmm. Autumn Peterson. She is the CEO of an interior design firm in California. She's just spent a week with her best friend, Janessa, in her hometown, in Autumn's hometown, Asheville, North Carolina. But she's so excited because she and Janessa are going to be going for a vacation. Seems to be some sort of an island destination wherein they can definitely go and find some ladies to sleep with because Janessa is newly divorced. Now, is it as easy as like, let's just get on the plane and get the hell out of town? No, Janessa decides like no we have to have to have to go to this tiktok famous hobby farm let's go (laughs) i love it but the hobby farm is owned by autumn's ex-girlfriend calissa Mm. so this is how they're kind of like brought into each other's paths again autumn didn't even want to go in the first place but it's when she's there that she realizes she still has feelings for callie but she just doesn't feel like she deserves her she never she hasn't felt that way since they broke up but they get stranded at an air- at the airport when there's a snowstorm. And guess who else is stranded at the oh. airport? Oh! That's right. <laughs> Callie and her sister are also stranded there. So, again, shout out to Rosalind Sinclair for bringing this to my attention. I read a little bit of it before I left, but I read the whole rest of it on the flight back to uh, to Calgary. And it's just like... It's the perfect book for that Aww. kind of a situation. You know, like you're just you're sitting on a plane. What are you gonna do for the next four right. hours? I don't think it's four hours. It didn't it didn't take the whole oh, four okay. hours <laughs> to read this. No, it's a four-hour no, it's a four-hour it, flight? Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's a long flight. But you know, what are you gonna do? You're gonna read a novella or at yes, least you that's are. what I did. <laughs> and I thought for it being so short, there were some really good, interesting character things that happened. So I think when I look at Autumn, especially, I think we get a lot more of her interior life. And also, she's the one that really has the bi- biggest arc. Cause you know how sometimes in romance, one character has a big old character arc and the other right. one doesn't. And that's okay because you don't right. always have to have two people that need to go through a massive arc. And that's the case here. And I thought there was something really well done in showing that she has so much shame still. Oh. that she's carrying like their relationship ended like i think about a decade or so before but because of the way it ended and she has all of this shame we see that play out into she is a workaholic she feels unworthy of callie and she's never actually had a serious relationship since then because she just doesn't feel like it's a good idea to go through anything similar to what she did in that relationship and then it's the, like for me, I found it a really happy surprise though when we shift over to Callie to realize, oh, she there's no need for all this shame and guilt. Callie's ready. She's there. She's never you know fully stopped loving her. And I think that was just wonderful. There also is no angst in this story. Oh, I love that. I know, and I know some people like they love kind of angst all the time in the romances. I love those warm hug books. I don't mm-hmm. always need angst, and I actually. Especially, don't particularly want a lot of angst in a Christmas romance, right? Especially if it's it's a novella length, right? Exactly. So it truly made this feel like a Hallmark movie in a book, but like a good one. (laughs) And so that was really that was really good for me. And but I also appreciated that Hallie could see, like, yes, she wants Autumn back, but she knows it has to be on Autumn's terms. And so seeing how that kind of unfolds and comes about. There are also some other kind of fun things in there. Callie's got a, uh, has a hobby farm. Like I mentioned, there's some emus on the farm. Oh and there's a baby, gosh. there's a little baby emu. and a baby His name is Biscuit. <laughs> oh, that's so a cute. A little baby emu. I know. So it's kind of one of those like, especially in angst-free books, those are the best ones to have pets. Oh, for sure. And so I thought that worked really well. Also fun callie's sister is named bear she's kind of grumpy um (laughs) and bear and janessa get along so badly that it's like you know there's something (laughs) happening there so i'm hoping they're going to get their own book Ooh, um for being this short there's still like pretty great sex in it there's uh some light kink that happens at the airport when they're stranded overnight and (laughs) i'm not going to get into it very much but i will say that i might not ever look at ethernet cable the same way again because one has to work with what is available at the time (laughs) i also thought it was interesting that at the beginning it has it does have content warning or more of a note than a warning i would say and just said that like for anybody that needs to know, it has a, the loss of a sister, a life-threatening illness, and bigotry towards people of color and homophobia oh. via an email. I will say, when it says loss of a sister, that does not happen on the page. That is an event that happened in the past. Hmm. So I, I do think that's worth pointing out. And yeah, it was the perfect quick read while I was on the plane. Also, about an airport, I was on a plane. Perfect. It was one of those like, how cute, exactly how perfect. So if you want something quick and recognizing when this episode drops, how close it is to Christmas, you can definitely finish it before the holidays if you're inclined. And at the end, there is a link to a bonus episode. It's spicy. It's adorable. this is my recommendation. That sounds amazing and Mm. sweet and perfect. Yes. It's not one of those books that's going to change your life. I also don't think that every book needs to be. So when I said like it feels very like a Hallmark, it feels very like a Hallmark kind of story. So that's it. Sweet. Nice. That is all for this episode. If you've enjoyed the show, as always, and you haven't done it yet, please make sure you subscribe on your podcast app so you'll get notified when we release an episode. Again, if you have a friend that you think needs to know about uh, recommendations like these, please tell them about it. Or you can support us via our coffee or or our newsletter. Links to both are in the show notes. Or if you want to connect with us on your favorite social media sites, we have links in the show notes for that as well. Or you can just search for Queerly Recommended. We're everywhere. Or you can email us. We're all over. (laughs) Or email (laughs) us at podcast at queerlyrecommended.com. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. got it okay i'm up and i'm running hello everyone welcome to Queerly recommended the podcast where we recommend queer films books tv shows and more i'm chris bryant a contemporary romance writer oh, fuck i gotta stop <laughs> <laughs> i don't know you why were... i tried to do it in one breath every I time i love that it sounded almost like a little kid who's like running too fast and the stop. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, I'm just sitting here and I'm running out of breath. So what's that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> Let me take a drink and we'll take a minute.